This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Top Shelf Fantasy. All right there, Shelfies. How's it going? Uh, week 10 coming at you. Week 9 in the books. We'll get to some news, some injuries from week 9 going into week 10. Um, buy low, sell high, hold and fold them. Uh, podcast number 227, November 9th, 2022. Um, com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at TopShelfFNTSY. And before we get into it, um, Jock Market promo code. Promo code TSF. It's that easy. Uh, we have a buddy on our podcast right now that actually um, used the promo code, so that helped us out. He got a $100 match. He put $100 in. I mean, if you're going to be betting on fantasy, you might as well do the promo code. So, Shock Market, look it up. Uh, promo code TSF for 100% match up to $100. Uh, it's me, Corey Dows, and our guest tonight is Michael Mahoney, one of the book burners. Mike, how's it going? Good. How are we doing here, boys? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. Yeah, always a pleasure. Dows, how's it going? Oh, you know, same old, same old. But, uh, you know, getting hammered in fantasy week after week, it's just nothing changes anymore. But as far as the jock market stuff goes, feel free to reach out to us on, like, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else that you see the ads and uh, um, you see our, our handles. I know it's a little confusing when you start off. I know there's a lot of demo stuff in the uh, fine print. Like if you run through some of the help sections, you can actually learn quite a bit. I know Dickie did that recently and he seemed to learn quite a bit on it. But if you want to ask a direct question, always reach out to us at Top Shelf FNTSY. We're happy to help you out. Yep. And of course, there's there's NFL, NBA, NHL, I believe. I think it's, it's all sports besides Korean table tennis so far yeah i saw a golf one on there i really wanted to try over the weekend and then i just got distracted and didn't do it um but golf could be an interesting one i, I kind of want to learn the ropes of the golf side i think it could be fun but um, my, my so far nfl only my assumption is that uh baldy has not done it yet strictly due to the fact that there's no korean table tennis on it <laughs> yeah baldy <laughs> is a an avid obscure Ford sports fan um espn 8 the ocho is his favorite channel yep yes all right, uh, we'll get right into it. A uh, few news things to go over. Colts fire Frank Wright. Um, I guess that's great because they've been a complete dog shit. Jeff Saturday is named the new head coach. It's kind of funny. He doesn't really have coaching background besides a losing record with the high school coach, uh, high school team. So that should be interesting. I guess it can't get worse. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I don't put much stock in the high school record i mean you get dealt a high school team you sign up i don't know maybe his kid played on the team whatever he True. he's not out there recruiting he doesn't have players that are necessarily even good we don't we have no idea you know it could be a d3 high school and it, it is what it is so i'm not going to look into that too much he was you know an all pro caliber offensive lineman for years and years and years with peyton manning i mean he knows football and if there's a team that can or if there's a guy that can sort out the running situation in this offensive line situation for this team it could be him i mean as far as that that one positional group is concerned, I'm happy. Like 
if you're a JT owner, if you're even uh, a wide receiver owner of any like Pittman, uh, Alec Pierce, I think you should look at this as a positive because better blocking means better passing, better running, and the offense takes off. The defense hasn't been a problem, really. I mean, they're starting to get some pieces back, and I think a lot of that is is starting to show. I mean, even the game against the Patriots, did they look fantastic? No, but the offense was really what dealt the defense a difficult hand to deal with. So um, I'm thinking, you know, change a guard, get a new guy in there, get a guy who can help you in the trenches is huge. Um, we'll see how it plays out, I guess, really. Maybe, Mahoney, maybe you have a different take than I do on that, but I don't necessarily hate it. I just, like you said, I don't think it gets much worse. Uh, no, I, d- I definitely don't su- disagree with you. I agree with all the points there. Uh, but after hearing what Jim Irsay had to say about the situation, his leash must be like five miles long at that point. He's, <laughs> oh, I know he doesn't have any experience. I don't want him to have experience. I don't want him to know the struggles until he gets here. This job is hard and all this and all that. And he's going to learn the hard way. And there's definitely going to be some growing pains. Mind you, the team's not good as it is. I mean, What's there? What are we in week 10? So seven weeks left. Let's say he goes, if he goes three and four, it's a win, in my opinion. You know, if he goes three and four, they might win the division. I mean, yeah, <laughs> whether well, they're two games back, you said, yeah, they're, they're three, five, and one against this Titans who are six and what, four, three, six, and three. Yeah, that team's a fraud back. too, though. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the Texans who can't get out of their own way. And the Jags, who started hot and haven't continued on that stretch, it's, so it's an easy division to win. And right, it's funny that like I mean, I thought of it too. I'm like, oh well, they're just gonna throw in towel. They'll probably bench JT. There's no point to put him out there. And then Dodgers are like they can win the division like still easily. And I looked at Mike, yeah, they they totally can. <laughs> yeah, like, like if- just win a few games and and you're you're right there because again, the teams that you just named can fall on their faces at any given week. Right, and like I I would get it from a fantasy perspective, right? You're like, Oh, the Colts have no talent. Like maybe they should tank, try to get a top pick, but there is a financial incentive in the actual NFL to win and make the playoffs and, you know, have another home game. If you, uh, if you win the division, I mean, you're guaranteed a home playoff game. So right. And, <laughs> there's and, a large financial incentive involved there. And you're talking about, uh, players incentives too. Like, yep. Again, no players is going to tank in the NFL. They have right. incentives. If you hit the playoff, a few players in their contracts, boom, here's a million bucks. So they're going to yep. still play their asses off. Oh, game checks, stat checks. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, it's who, a big thing. Who knows? Unless you play for Miami and then he's dishing out uh, bonuses for losses. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And Ursay would be the guy to do that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think Saturday brings the kind of player coach atmosphere along with him as well, which, at this juncture in the season, I think you see a lot. Even when we saw uh, Gruden get relieved of his duties in Las Vegas, you saw Basaccia take over, who was a special teams guy. But I think he was a favorite of the players. And you see those guys kind of have more success as interim guys than Who's maybe an offensive or defensive whiz, you know, because they have to install a whole game plan that nobody's going to learn midseason. You know, Saturday comes in, he goes, let's keep it simple. Let's keep doing what you did and see if we can just make it work, you know, based on, I don't know, mor- morale rising. Hey. You guys did it. You guys did it with old man Rivers and Wentz, and you were successful. Let's, <laughs> right. just, let's do the same thing. I so I was going to ask. Do you think Matt Ryan ends up back under center with uh, the new coach? So as of now, Ellinger starting this week, which I, I think you kind of have to. But I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. I think as bad as Matt Ryan's looked some weeks, he probably does give them the best <laughs> shot to win games. Which is yeah. I don't know why they're not just. 
getting to play him. Um, I mean, they traded a good amount to get him. So, yeah, like I heard that Ellinger was named the starter already, but like I think it opens up the door to kind of flip flop back. Yeah, as opposed to like Frank Reich would have kind of looked like a fool to have pulled him and then put him back in. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. That's the that's what it comes down to. Jim Irsay having that conversation with Jeff Saturday. It's like, so how are we going to go about this? We're two games out of first place in the division. Are we going to play the rookie and draft a QB with probably the with what? Let's say they go winless with four wins. What are they going to have? Probably fourth pick in the draft, maybe give or take. Yeah. Or do you? put Matt Ryan in and say old man rivers can, you know, make us a push for the playoffs. You want to give this a shot and then basically just turn around and hand JT the ball. Cause that was the formula last year. And hopefully something gives, or are you trying to literally, you know, give Jeff Saturday, Hey, this half a season, don't worry about it. You're coming back next year. We're going to have you a new QB and we'll start fresh. Yeah. And I, I think it's a big question. I, I think there's a question to be asked if Saturday would even want to be there next year. Or yeah. if he's just like, he knows Jim Mercy and he's like, yeah, I'll coach the team for the rest of the season. Then you find somebody else who really wants to do it. You know, I yeah. don't know. I, I'm, I'm spitballing ideas here, but it'll be interesting to watch that. That's for certain. Yeah. Intern coaches usually don't become the head coach next season. But I as, could see as it, well I could, as they do. I could see it with him though, because he's a former Colt. He was long-term Colt. I mean, I could see, him getting that option and taking or, that option. Yeah. Or at least stay on the staff or like yeah. the OC or something like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. Um, other news, beat, uh, beat writer predicts Rashad White will take over the Tampa Bay backfield. Um, I'll talk a little more about that during our players to pick up now. But, I mean, we've been kind of talking about this the last couple of weeks. Like, I think R- Rashad White was a sleeper of ours the last th- three weeks. Didn't pan out. But, the math made sense on paper. You know, he's getting more work in the passing game. The offense looked better with him. I still think it does. Fournette has not looked good. He's been getting t- touchdowns. That's about it. But, um, I, I mean, he's definitely a guy I'm, I'm going to pick up again. I'll talk about that later. But do you guys believe that? Or is it just another, if, if anything, it's a 50-50 split at best? I could see him taking over for sure. I mean, Lenny has not been impressive um, for a few weeks now, so I could definitely see it within you know the range of outcomes. I think it's a kind of a kind of a cop out for this beat writer to try to be getting famous off that take because I think it's a pretty popular take for most of the fantasy community already. But um, for him to put it out there means there there has to be some error truth to it at least. Well, doesn't mean it, I guess, because the journalism integrity has really gone down in the. the, the that guy, that guy could be saying Twitter, that from but, his couch too. You don't know, right? That. Exactly, but um, I do think I do think that just based on what we've seen on the field, Rashad White seems to give that offense a little bit more of a spark, and that's what they've been missing. I mean, there's something wrong with that offense right now, and maybe he's the guy to kind of ignite that flame that gets him going. Uh, I could see it. Uh, it's definitely it's probably going to be more progressive than anything. It might become like a 50-50, then a 60-40, then a 70-30, and then by the end of the season, uh, right. Lenny's yeah. just about done. Um, but I think there's going to be a trial run because, yeah, Lenny hasn't looked that good. Rashad White has looked better. However, you, I mean, they're in first place in the division at four and five. So, I mean, is it really worth handing over the throne at this point? I mean, that's the thing. He could, Lenny could just be having a couple bad games. Like, you know, he goes out and he drops, you know, 
18 rushes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. And then this conversation is realistically not even a question. So, right. and we've seen him do exactly that, you know, exactly. kind of yeah. struggle through is the it, first half. Is season it Ronald off. Jones or Lenny? Then, yeah, it's yeah. Lenny. When Ronald <laughs> Jones gets denied a release. <laughs> yeah, we talked with the, I think last, but he's just held there. He can't mm-hmm. do anything. He's miserable. He well, thought he was so freaking crafty. He's like, oh, I'm going to the Chiefs. I'm going to get so much play. Oh, and he's even nasty. looking at the Chiefs now. He's like, "Can I just get a shot?" Like, no yeah. one's producing there. If you're, like, if you're not going to play me, release me. You're like, "Nah, dude, you you warm up that bench." Yeah, and he, and yeah. he can't even play over the guys who they are emitting suck. Ceh, but like bench Pacheco. Uh, boom, Pacheco starter like, five, five for five. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that's awesome. not going to happen. All right, uh, PJ Walker was pulled for Baker last week. Baker did a fantastic job. I think 150 yards and two. Tutties, but um, PJ Walker will start again this week. It's definitely a short leash. I mean, you pull a guy for Baker and Baker comes out and looks good, but PJ starting again. And then yeah. Sam Darnold's going to be clear to play. This is a fucking disaster. Yeah, this one felt like uh, like pulling the goalie in hockey, kind of. Or not pulling, like not pulling the goalie, but changing your goalie. Like they're, the Bengals are just shellacking the Panthers. Like it wasn't even a game. What was it? Twenty eight nothing or something like that in the first half. So, I mean, you pull you pull the quarterback. You just try to get a change of pace for the rest of the team and say like, hey, can you get something done for me? And then Baker went in and freaking got it done. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be disastrous. You it's start funny. swapping out quarterbacks. It just uh, never looks good. Week week one, Baker had nineteen fantasy points. He played one half last week at 14.2. That's his second best fantasy output on the <laughs> season, just half a game. But again, like Bengals are up so much, they're probably, you know, laying off on defense a bit too. So, yeah. All right. Injuries. Some positive ones. Uh, Traylon Burks and Elijah Mitchell designated to return from the IR. Um, yeah, I rostered Traylon Burks for about eight weeks, and now here he's coming back because I cut him this morning. So, you guys are all welcome. Yeah. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, I, I get the hype over it. Um, but again, like if it's Malik Willis going forward, cause Tannehill can't get healthy. There's no receiver there. That's going to do anything. And even with Tannehill he's not been looking good either. So I'm not jumping. I'm not going to pick him up. I know Dow's, you said you dropped him. So you don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I dropped him because I needed a quarterback and I wasn't going to drop Lamar Jackson. I like the other guys on my bench more. So kind of not, I don't want to even make it an indictment of him because he did look like he was starting to figure it out. But that passing attack in Tennessee is such a uh, like such a nightmare. Yeah. And I mean, they know that Derrick Henry is how they win games. So I don't think, I, th- I don't think it's going to become a wide receiver focus, especially with just Traylon Burks coming back. I think you have a Tannehill issue. I think Malik Willis has looked bad. Um, he was, Malik expected, he was the... expected to look bad, though. There's no way he was going to come out of the gate and be, you know, a stud. He was yeah, taken just... third round after being projected a high first round pick for a reason. Yeah, nobody thought he was going to be historically bad, I don't think, though. Like, he had the first ever, uh, whatever, start by a rookie with no completions to a wide receiver. So that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but Elijah. Mitchell for for the Niners. He's going to return. Don't know if it's this week, but it sounds like he should be back this week. Again, they have CMC. Um, Elijah Mitchell is definitely a downgrade from what he was week one. 
but he ends up being, I think we talked about this before the podcast started, probably the top handcuff in fantasy football. So definitely a guy that should be on teams, especially if you're a CMC owner, you should already had him. Um, yeah. Even, even after the Jeff Wilson trade, he should have been on your roster right away. And with him being on IR, you should have been able to pick him up. I think there were very few people out there that stashed him this whole time. I yep. did stash him the whole time. Um, and I think if you are that person, you need to be trading him. I don't think he has value for you. If Obviously, if CMC goes down, there's value there. But you need to be trying to sell him to the to the CMC. Did I say CH? I meant CMC. Um, you need to be trying to sell him to that owner, especially you with can t- trade deadlines coming up in most leagues. You can sell him to the CH owner. I'll probably get more points yeah. than him anyway. So honestly it's 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 still an upgrade yeah and i, I mean I, I love him i i wish he was healthy i wish he came back sooner i wish cmc wasn't there blocking all his work but i think if you're being rational about it and you're talking about what his role is going to look like when he gets back on the field it's it's minimal um and, and you know barring an injury so i mean especially it's first week back it's, it's, it's gonna take me a few weeks to get back up up to speed too so yeah i mean he the thing is he's not if he, he he's the same kind of body type as cmc if he was like no Garrett blunt size i'd say don't worry about it he'll be the goal line guy and he'll he'll punch the ball in i don't think that san fran would ever consider using him like that so that goes to show you how quick your life in football can be yeah because i mean yeah i mean he, he was supposed to be the stud this year for a ridiculously good running offense for San Francisco, he goes down hurt, and then all of a sudden he gets replaced by CMC. And basically, if you're Elijah Mitchell, as soon as that signing happened, you're like, "Well, my career is over." Yeah, I mean, he'll be. He, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I, I can see him on the field as a breather. You know, not even a change of pace guy. Just you know, CMC's tired. Give him a breather. Maybe you say, "Oh, we want to cap CMC's snaps at seventy percent or something to try to keep him healthy all the way to the playoffs." cool i just don't think yeah. there's enough scrap left see over for a lot to have value late in the season if they're r- really clenched a spot yeah yeah exactly um, which could make a difference for you in fantasy playoffs but yep, likely absolutely. not Again, something you want to pin your hopes to you might not day, get there. if you're a cmc <laughs> owner find a way to get mitch on your team yep romeo dubs uh ankle did not practice wednesday uh i believe he should definitely be out this week right it, it at first it seemed like a serious injury I, uh, yeah, I thought he would be guaranteed out this week. So I guess keep monitoring his practice statuses for the rest of the week, but I would expect him out. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray, a hammy didn't practice Wednesday. It was a walkthrough. So it was, you know, if there was practice, he wouldn't practice. Definitely something to keep an eye on, but right now it's not too concerning since it was just walkthroughs. Yeah, Wednesday um, practice updates. I don't put a ton of stock in, but yeah, I, I could have added a lot more to it. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm sure the whole league it, was on there. It's a hamstring. I mean, yeah. regardless, it's it's if anyone needs it, it's Kyler. And and well, especially Kyler. Yeah, he's not gonna say, "Oh, my hamstring's bothering me." I guess I'll just be a pocket passer this game and have success. <laughs> like I would I worry about see. that. Duck, duck, duck. <laughs> Come on. Um, Jonathan Taylor ankle uh, limited Wednesday, which is. Great news. He's back at practice with Deion Jackson. N- knee injury from last week did not practice. Jackson went down pretty hard against the Pats, and I thought he was done for the year. And then two plays later, he's back in. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. But um, JT's back. Deion Jackson 
likely takes a massive backseat when JT returns. But again, going back to late in the season handcuffs, if you're a JT owner, you have to have De- Deion Jackson. And honestly, if Deion Jackson is going to be missing practices as the week goes on, you're going to have to stash Zach Moss because if JT ends up being a Sunday scratch, you need somebody to run the football, which is gross. And I hate that I just had to say that on on real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brennan Cooks, a quote-unquote wrist injury, which is bullshit. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday, but again, he hasn't practiced on Wednesdays in the last three years. Uh, but he's back with the team. He's back in the facility after being pissed off. He wasn't traded. Um, I would be pissed off as well, but hopefully he plays for my fucking sake in my 14-team league. But we'll, Yeah, he got I a mean, wrist injury from flipping off his coaches too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like just jerking off. Like, I'm going to the Packers, going to the Packers. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, kidding. So don't don't use your strong hand when you're an athlete. <laughs> Matt Stafford take, can cut. Take is, my strong hand. <laughs> use my strong. Hand. Matt Stafford is in concussion protocol. This is serious. Um, I don't know when it happened. It could have happened at practice. I didn't hear too much about it. It must but, have happened at practice. Didn't you finish the game? You finished yeah, the game. And if I it was during the, the game, re- that team's going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I saw the reports come out as potentially serious. Matt Stafford's in concussion protocol. Like all of a sudden, broke. So, um. I don't know. You better hope Aaron Donald's the one who hit him because anybody else is probably fucking. I was going to say, the, uh, their job line. Quick, dude. Yep. <laughs> you're going to give your quarterback a concussion in practice, bro. See you later. Catch yeah. the bus on the way out. I didn't know who the backup is there. No. Is it I still Wolford? No, it's. um. Oh, no. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's John it's, Wolford. It's Wolford. Yep. And Ooh, Bryce. Yeah. Bryce Perkins. Yeah, so as bad as Mass Everett has been this year, it, it, it would be a lot worse if he does not play. Yep. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, the what Don, week is this? This Don, is his the tenth over. week in a row. Uh, a hammy. He's day to day. It's he's, good that he's over. not already ruled out. I'll give him that. But yeah, but he's been day to day for again eight weeks. Six, weeks. Yeah, eight, eight to nine weeks. Uh, he's hopeful to play this week. Yeah, I mean, did he have this hamstring injury last year too? I think he played all the um, games last year, actually. Yeah, I think he did but too. But we won't talk too much about this. This is part of my uh, quit playing with my um, emotions. Oh, okay, perfect. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah, he, he he played all games last year. Wide he did, receiver. Uh, never mind. I th- yeah, all right. It's just been you know a long ten weeks apparently. Because yeah, yeah, he was like wide, wide receiver, receiver ten, 10 last year. Oh, yeah. drinks. <laughs> all right, and uh, other news. Uh, Zeke knee didn't practice Monday, but they believe he should play this week. And that was Monday. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything. Re- about today, no, um, me again, neither. It's it's and Wednesday, so Zeke doesn't usually practice on Wednesdays, anyways. He did practice today. He did. Yeah, he, he took did. some reps in team drills. Wow. Well, fuck me, huh? <laughs> but he said he'll need more reps to know if he can play Sunday, and that's from him. So usually yeah. he's a guy that's like, yeah, no, don't worry about. It. I'll be there. I'm playing. So I'd say if if he's showing some hesitation, I would show he some hesitation of my yes. own. Yeah. Um, I guess keep monitoring his practice. Yep. Uh, in the most serious news, Josh Allen's has a sprained elbow. He's day to day. His he might play this week. It's still up in the air. He didn't practice today. Don't be surprised yeah. if he sits. We saw grade two sprain of his. UCL. This is t- this is pretty much Tommy John. Yeah, and, yeah. And a grade two means that you are a partial tear. So if you're like gonna play on that I, I think you're kind of a fool um 
it's and usually surgery is a twelve week like healed right. to it's see a if year, it heals right? on its own. Yeah, well, oh, surgery from Tommy John. If you have the surgery, is a right. full year. Maybe. But and but a full like, heal, you're missing the rest of the season until at least playoffs. Until playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and probably more because if again, if you're not fully healed, then you're still a partial tear. And then going out and throwing the ball, you know, 30, 40 times a game, you're gonna tear it. It's gonna become a full tear. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess he's probably trying to risk it. He seems like he's a tough son of a bitch. More power to him. But I would hate to see and this is from a patriot fan saying this i'd hate to see josh allen ruin his career trying to force himself out there and playing when the bills can probably win with case keenum um you think so because i mean if if he can't play effectively and he tears it fully then you're out the rest of the season and playoffs plus next year probably most probably all of next year possibly all of next year yeah but even if he if he sits it if he just sits and doesn't get the surgery and yeah. you say it's going to be a sit until at least playoffs. There's no guarantee they make the playoffs. There's no guarantee they make the playoffs. There's no guarantee that it even heals in time for him to come back for the playoffs. I mean, it's a tight division. You know, you've got Miami still breathing down their necks. I don't think the Jets continue to hang around. I know they just beat the Bills, but whatever. And I don't think the Patriots make a push. So I would, I'd probably ride it out with Case Keenum if I were them. I would not endanger my uh, I mean, my franchise quarterback for a year and a half to two years, but. If he says he's good, he's going to go. And maybe he'll – you might honestly see him run the ball 30 times next game. Yeah, we do just fine. But also, I mean, Case Keenan has been one of the best backup QBs the last 10 years. So it's not like a a Wolford to a Stafford. It's a right. you know a legit guy that can play for probably five to six NFL teams who could be a starter. And They're just... probably kicking themselves for letting go of Trubisky, though. Yeah, probably. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Trubisky's can't, awful. Can't even yeah. start with Pickett, so I don't know if himself. Um, but I will tell much. you, though, you know whose fantasy value goes up if it is Case Keenum, in my personal opinion? I Singletary. Think people like, uh, well, Singletary, but I think it's also people like Naheem Hines. Yep. Check Three downs out of the backfield. Yep. A lot good, of check downs. Good call. And then, maybe, and then possibly Isaiah McKenzie out of the slot. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's guys like Gabe Davis, like... That they, he doesn't see it. All right, oh, I think it's a massive... can we can, can we just stop for a second before we go any further? Gabe Davis pisses me off. The <laughs> luckiest fantasy football player this year. He averages two catches a game, and what is he like? Wide receiver, 25? 22. 22. Yeah. and he averages. Well, that's two catches standard, a game. So I don't know. Two catches yeah. a game is his average. Yeah, it's it's infuriating. Yeah, not that would destroy any value that Gabe has, which is. He's just an MVS, a yeah. better man's MVS right now. Yeah. All right. Um, just a, a little statement I want to put in here. So I do a players to pick up now article every weekend or most weekends when, you know, it makes sense. So just a few guys. It was a big waiver wire week, but a couple guys that, sh- that might still be out there in your leagues. Of course, we're talking about Deshaun Watson. This is the week to pick him up. Um, 34% own. He's owning every single one of my leagues i think and i'm in a lot of leagues so that should say <laughs> a lot about him um especially if you're a a top two team you should definitely have him on your team you can afford a loss when he comes back you probably went out the the those games getting into playoffs um link to him uh to people's jones 29% owned with the browns um they have a fantastically easy schedule going forward. 
especially in the playoffs. Deshaun comes back with Peoples Jones doing the Will Fuller role. I fucking love it. Uh, Rashad White, we talked about before with the news. If you believe the news, might as well stash him, see how it goes. And again, Jalen Warren, 18% own. Also news that uh, Najee could just be shut down and Jalen could take over the starting role. I don't believe it. But worth to stash him, see if it actually did, does happen. Because if it does, this guy is going to be the biggest waiver, waiver pickup of the year. So get him now while he's free. All right. Uh, Dows, want to get into the next segment? Yes, sir. We got the uh, week nine top talents, the top dogs of the week coming at you. Um, we're going to rip through them real quick. Quarterback Justin Fields had a day to remember, probably the best of his career and probably will be for a while. 42.7 points, 17 to 28 passing for 123 yards. All right. Oh, well, 123 yards, 17 completions. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Forgot to mention he had three touchdowns, 15 rushes, 178 yards on the ground and another touchdown rushing it in. So hell of a game for him. I think he's starting to figure out how he fits into the NFL, which is more of a mobile quarterback and not trying to throw the ball to his wide receivers as much. I mean, 123 yards and 17 of 28. If I told you that, you'd probably say he ended up near the bottom of the pack, but here he is killing it. Uh, Mahoney, you want to take the running back? Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon absolutely went bonkers. Uh, 53 points on 22 attempts, 153 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, four receptions on five targets, 58 yards, and a touchdown through the air. I mean, Joe Mixon has his flashes of being able to do this. This has not been his year. He's been a steady workhorse. He hasn't put up the points. He's, you know, been a solid low running back one, high running back two type of aspect. But uh, this is what Mixon owners have been waiting for. Obviously, that 53 points is not going to continue, but um, it's good to see him actually get into the end zone. I and think he bumped himself all the way up to RB four on the season. With one, was it? One I thought it was RB. I thought it was RB two PPR. It could be RB two PPR. Yeah, okay. standards four. So he was he, RB. He was RB twelve before that. He I think didn't it was twelve or thirteen. He has never had a twenty point game this season. And then he had fifty three. He said three weeks under ten. I'll tell you, he won some people <laughs> their league this year or their their week this year. It's so one of those. If you own Joe, if better. you had Joe Mixon. And you lost your matchup. Show me your the rest of your team because <laughs> yeah. th- that's like five players combined for some teams to get you that many points. Like especially in a horrific bye week, you should easily have won that that game. Um, wide receiver Devontae Adams, thirty one point six points, ten receptions on seventeen targets, one hundred forty six yards, and two touchdowns. Derek Carr finally figured it out. Throw the ball to Devontae Adams. I know it takes time. Like last week, he was all right, let's give you one catch for three yards and then, you know, not play you anymore. This week, he's like, all right, you know, I'm just going to pepper you the ball and see what happens. You arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Great to see him put this up here because it was very concerning after his week eight one point outcome. But now it's, uh, you know, he's back to being the top dog. Uh, I also finished out tight end. Dallas Goddard, 20 points, nine targets, eight, eight receptions, 100 yards. Was that it? No touchdowns? No touchdowns. Oh, wow. All right. And then... um, That doesn't even make sense. Maybe he had a touchdown. I'm looking it up right now. He had a touchdown. I was going to say, if he, you're full, he if you're full PPR, normally you'd be 18 points there. Yeah, one touchdown. One touchdown. Okay. I, I, 
I watched the game. Like I'm pretty sure it's something at TD. And then um, oh, yeah, that was the Thursday night game last week. Yeah, I, never mind. Never got it. Got to add Cole Kmet in there. Um, five receptions on six targets, forty-one yards. Not great, but two touchdowns helps. That's three touchdowns total in the last two games. Nineteen points again. So right there with Goddard. And then the uh, bottom feeders, the scum of the weeks. The absolute dog shit pieces of garbage. Um, Justin Herbert at quarterback. I mean, he's kind of been flirting with disaster all year. He's now outside of QB1 territory in most leagues, depending on your scoring format. It always changes a little bit, but um, in what we call a standard format, he's outside. He's QB13 now. Uh, 30 of 43 passing for 245 yards, a touchdown and a pick and really nothing going on the ground either. It's just not enough. And I know he's missing Mike Williams. He's missing Keenan Allen and yada, 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 all the way down the line. But you got to figure out a way to do it on, on 43 passing attempts, 245 yards and just one touchdown with a pick is, is not enough, especially, especially against Atlanta secondary. So uh big letdown people probably expected. Much, much more. I mean, like we always say, we want 20 points out of the quarterback. He missed that by a wide margin. So figure it out, bud. Mahoney, you want to take the RBs and receivers? Sure. Uh, So Aaron Jones did get hurt in this game. So I guess it kind of hinders his performance a little bit, which is why he part of the reason why he'd be up here. Not completely, though. He went nine for 25, which is not... uh, Nine times 25 yards, not ideal by any means. Uh, Two for two through the air with 20 yards receiving. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones, is that's what he does. He'll drop you a 35.4 touchdown game, and then every once in a while, very rarely, but it will happen probably, I don't know, what, three or four times in a season, he'll throw you up these stinkers every once in a while. It's, you know, you can't expect a guy to be top-notch every week. It's more now with the offense, you know. Well, I mean, he's the only option, realistically. I mean, I'll go into it later with my hold him or fold him, but A.J. Dillon is just not where people thought he was going to be this year, truthfully. Um, And when you have nobody to throw the ball to, he's going to – so they said that Aaron Jones was going to catch 50 or 60 balls this year. Do we have the amount of receptions he has so far, Half more than halfway through the season? I will tell you. I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be pushing 50 or 60 already. 32 receptions on 40 targets. Oh, that's, that's it? Oh, I figured it'd be a little higher than that. But, um, didn't he just have a 10-reception game like three weeks ago? He had a, nine. He had a nine. Yeah. yeah. So that could help him. But before that, before the nine, uh, three, 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 yeah. two. Okay. Then nine, four, two. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's going to happen every once in a while with Aaron Jones. It's rare, but it does happen, you know. And he's, you know, he got hurt, so he didn't play uh, – the whole yeah. fourth quarter. So. Part of the reason I threw him on here too is he played, you know, 41% of snaps, which is below his average. He's usually closer to like 60%. And then AJ Dillon came in and AJ Dillon also did nothing. So if you want to just put this as the Green Bay rushing attack, uh, he had. Yeah. Like, I know, bought Aaron Jones in Jock Market low. Ooh. And a second later, he got hurt. <laughs> like, are oh, you fucking uh, kidding me? It's uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, it, it was right call though. I'm like, oh, they're down. He's going to get the pass and work, but whatever. All right, Mahoney. Um, And then uh, wide receiver, it's Mike Evans this week, who did come up hobbling a little bit with a rib injury after a hit. But regardless, um, five receptions for 40 yards. You expect more out of Mike Evans. He is Tom Brady's top target, uh, and it shows every single week. Um, Wide receiver 11 at the end of this week. You expect more from wide receiver 11 than six and a half points, five receptions on 40 yards. It's just uh, not – 
it's just not not doable. Oh, five receptions, you know, for 40 yards, six and a half points in my league, as I believe it's half PPR. Um, just not going to cut it. It's it's just not from a wide receiver 11. Yep. Yep. And then tight end. Uh, Kyle Pitts is back, baby, but not last <laughs> back week. Back at the bottom. Uh, 4.7 points, which honestly isn't that bad for Kyle Pitts. Two receptions, 27 yards on seven targets. I mean, you're just not getting him the ball. And I will add in Taysom Hill too, because he had like one point two points as a you know he's a t- tight end too. Yeah. But um, just again with Kyle Pitts, he's the Aaron Jones of tight ends, but but worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold him, fold him. First one up here, the Chiefs running back C H and Pacheco. Um, I won't take this to start since I'm a C H fan. Um, I actually don't don't really own him in redraft leagues. I only own him in dynasty, which is probably why I'm doing pretty good in redraft this season. But <laughs> I'll let you guys start with that, Dallas, if you want to start with CH. Yeah. Um CH is certainly <laughs> droppable um at the at this point. He's seen his share of the touches decline, you know, mightily, and then he's seen his efficiency decline as a result of that. Pacheco, um, Kind of in the same boat. I think these guys are all droppable. There's a question in here too. It says, "Do you pick up McKinnon?" No, I do not. I would not buy more shares of this backfield. I would try to get out of this backfield. Um, you know, we talked about a few guys today. You know, to juxtapose them. Uh, for example, Deion Jackson. If you know he's going to play, if you think he's going to play, and you think that Justin, uh, just sorry, Jonathan Taylor is going to be out, I would cut any of these guys for Deion Jackson. Um, other guys who may be floating around your league, like. Kenyon Drake, um, you know, I'd consider grabbing him even on a bye week and stashing him through. Uh, we'll get to that, but these guys for me, I'm I'm, I'm folding all of them. I, I can't be dealing with bye weeks and poor performances at some point. Enough's enough. I mean, we talk about Jalen Warren and Rashad White. You're probably picking those guys up before. Hundred percent. If those guys are out there, I would drop those guys or drop these guys for them in a heartbeat. Mahoney. Mahoney. Um, I completely agree with the, any of those statements. Uh, I will move on to Darren Waller. Um, he is my fold him at this point. I'm just, I'm not holding him. I'm folding him. I know tight end is a tough position in this league. However, I will tell you that in the seven seasons that Darren Waller has played, he has played two complete seasons. Mind you, when he did play those two complete seasons, it is PPR tight end two and PPR tight end three. But he always goes early. He's always one of the first, I would say, what, three tight ends taken off the board every single year, early rounds, and he just sits and sits. He's always injured. So at this point, I I can find somebody else that's more serviceable, like a Hayden Hurst or somebody like a Robert Tunyon, any, somebody who's going to play. You know, At this point, you're just taking up a roster spot for – maybe one good week that might win you one week. And then next thing you know, he's out injured with whatever it is. The guy's made a glass. So at this point I'm folding him. I don't want any part of him. Greg Dolch is a good guy to get <laughs> instead of him. He's actually getting targets, but he's a very hard fold for me because of what he is and what he can be. But Mahoney, I, I completely agree with all of you. I, I, I shied away from him at all in all leagues this year. Cause I was worried about Tavondi Adams there. Um, but then again, here's the injury. He hasn't had a catch since week four. We're in week 10 now. So you have blown your shots on 
guys you can fill in for bye week players and it, injuries, and he's on your bench. I'm fine to fold him too. I don't have him again, so um, don't really listen to me. But Mahoney, I feel like you do have him, and you're you're pretty much sick of him. Uh, and no, I I don't have him strictly, have him. Okay. strictly for that reason because it happens gotcha. every year. Yeah, and again, he's limited today. He's been limited for the last four weeks too. So if you want to fold him, go ahead. There, there's at this point, he's a streaming tight end. Even when he was playing, nine point nine points week one, fourteen, three point seven, three point nine. On healthy weeks, that's a streaming tight end right there. Yeah, I would fold them as well. There are people out there that can play and give you six to ten consistently, which is going to be better than you sitting on him week after week, monitoring practice schedules. And also, the Raiders suck too. Yes, you can't you, forget that. You add that in too. So, yep, drop. Yep, fold. Uh, next one, Ezekiel Elliott. I <laughs> he's a hold for me. Yeah, I'm gonna. Hold him too. Um, yeah. And mainly because Tony Pollard destroyed it last week or the week before. They're by. Did they? Was it last week? Yeah, they're by last week. Okay. So week eight, Pollard had three touchdown game, but once Zeke is healthy, Zeke's the guy. Pollard cannot handle the whole workload. We've seen those reports saying, you know, coach, I'm done. I, I've, I've, you know, I can't run anymore. Zeke's a, Zeke's a hold. To, Dak's back. That offense is a lot better. He's not going to be the, the Zeke of old, but he's going to be a lot better than a lot of RBs in the league right now. Yeah, if, if Pollard is openly admitting that 20 touches is his cap, and then you look at the stats of his career, and he's never had more than 20 combined touches, I believe him. You know, No reason not to. If that is the player that you have opposite Zeke Elliott, who's going to touch as many times as you will give him the ball, you keep Zeke forever because he's gonna he's gonna have value. I mean, I don't care if he's on crutches out there; he has value. And we've seen him still have you know show flashes of the old Zeke this year. He's not he's definitely not as fast, but you've seen him break through the first second levels and then run away from D backs. So I got no no issues keeping him on my team, playing him, and especially with how bad that line's been this year too. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. I'm keeping him for now. He'll be in my roster. I, you know, I've got him in, I think, two leagues this year. He'll he'll be in my starting lineup still. Um, if he's not a guy I'm, I'm looking to certainly not cut. I think if you were to cut him, he'd get picked up in an instant. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not quitting on him yet. If it was Dynasty, I, I'm not cutting him. I'd probably be looking to trade him unless you're really thinking you're going to make a push this year. But uh, redraft, yeah, I'll, I'll ride him out. I'll die on that hill. So I, I do have... Zeke shares and I am holding him. However, I had to throw him in there because I was curious about how this conversation was going to go strictly based on the fact of, I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious that he's not nearly as efficient as he used to be. Um, But the way fantasy football works is if he gets five touches a game and there are three touchdowns on five touches with, you know, four yards, I'll take those 18 to 19 points off five touches and three touchdowns for the goal line work that Pollard's not getting. Yeah. Let Pollard work between the 20s and uh, give it to Zeke on the goal line. Yeah, I think we call that the uh, Jordan Howard roll. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Two yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Jordan Howard's in the Saints, by the way. He's he's still playing. What? He's still in the league? He played on Monday night. Gross. Or he was after actually... I fell asleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, jo- Jordan Howard, Holderfold. <laughs> no, um, AJ Dillon. 
hold or fold? Mahoney, you can take this one first. Uh, again, a person I don't really have shares of. I guess I must have missed that memo. But uh, at this point, we you would say his average draft position was probably, I mean, I don't know what, sixth, seventh round maybe because running backs go kind of early. There yeah, was he started ho- popping a little early, like close to the fifth, I think. All yeah, said and done. yeah he, I wanted to say five. He wanted was a Chase five, Edmonds from under Stevenson. Um, don't even get me started on area. Chase Edmonds this year either. <laughs> um, But it was, oh, this guy's a tank. He's goal line work. He's uh, Aaron Jones is getting older. He's slowing down. He's, you know, A.J. Dillon's going to take the, take the realm. And no, not at all. It's not even remotely close. It's you've seen all the reports of, yeah, A.J. Dillon is a big dude, but Aaron Jones runs so much harder than A.J. Dillon. It's not even funny. And the Packers know it. And the Packers continue to give Aaron Jones the ball. He's more dynamic. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. They did say that A.J. Dillon has gotten better at catching the ball out of the backfield. However, I mean, it just Aaron Jones just makes it look so much easier. And even on the goal line, he's just more dynamic. I just don't think A.J. Dillon is ever going to be more than just a change of pace role, give a guy a breather type of running back who can get you four or five yards on a carry, but he's not going to get 20 to 25 touches a game. So is yeah. he a hold or fold? Oh, it depends on how deep your league is, but I'm going to probably go with fold okay. because it's just, I mean, are you stashing him because you're not starting him? Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what it boils down to. Um, for me, I, I find it hard to cut these guys because if Aaron Jones goes down, he's a fantastic handcuff. You play him immediately and you have value. Fine. I get that. But if you need to win now, at some point, you don't need to worry about stashing handcuffs and being too cute about it. Like, if you can cut him for Jalen Warren, uh, you can cut him for Deion uh, Jackson, who might play this week. You can cut him for, I don't even know. Uh, Jeff Wilson some, at this point. Yeah, Jeff, oh, Jeff Wilson, I would do it in one. a heartbeat. Yep, yep that's, too, a good, that's a good Too late now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's long mm-hmm. gone. As soon as like, he got, there, traded, there as soon as he got traded to Miami, he was picked up. But there are people out there on your waivers in your league that you can grab. Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, like you can grab these guys still, even though they're on bye. Maybe you don't do it this week. That doesn't make sense for my point. But like if you need a win this week, you have to cut him because he's not going to be the guy that gives it to you. Aaron Jones is healthy. Well, assuming Aaron Jones is healthy, assuming A.J. Dillon's healthy, you just get rid of him. If reports start coming out that Aaron Jones is missing practices, then you know my, my argument shifts that okay it's finally come and you've held on to AJ Dillon long enough and now he has the value you've hoped for, but that's exactly what it is is a hope. And if you're three and six, you don't need hope. You need practicality. Guys who score points. Yeah, um, I mean Aaron Jones did get hurt last week. This is why I'm gonna hold him <laughs> just in case he does. Just saying, Dallas Aaron Jones is not healthy at this point. Yeah, so. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, just it, I mean, just in case he does miss this week. I know they're playing Dallas, but AJ Dillon would get, you know, probably up to take to a 75% snap share. Um but again, like it, it's Moni said if you if you're in deep league, sure. Um he's your bench dash. If you're Aaron Jones owner, he's a top handcuff. Uh, I mean Dallas, you're talking about, you know, guys to pick up like RBs. AJ D- Dillon at best is a f- flex play like josh palmer would have been a better 
person to pick up a week ago than AJ Dillon. A million percent. People's Jones is a guy you can pick up now for him. Um, yeah. Holding him just to see the Aaron Jones report. If Aaron Jones is Only practicing in full, see the Aaron Jones report. Only. If he's if he's practicing, you, you can you can cut him unless you're Aaron Jones owner. A Aaron Rodgers. I think this is easy. I think we're just going to cut him in a, I mean, we're talking about a one QB league, two QB leagues. Of course, he's going to be, you know, yeah, we're talking one there, QB one league. QB league. That. He's a cuttable. Um, you know, you're, you're starting Geno Smith, Mariota, Justin Dude, Fields. Starting, over can these we guys. just talk about how we're starting Geno Smith, Smith and, and Marcus Mariota over yeah. Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football? Yeah, the other no. thing with Rodgers J- too, Jared Goff, Goff too, <laughs> and Carson. And realistically, earlier on in the season, Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones. It's just what is what has happened. And Aaron Rodgers has a, a week fourteen bye. So if you're looking towards the future, and if yeah, you're you playing Aaron Rodgers, yeah. your team's two, probably not very good. Especially you're need to win Q, that league. Especially a two QB league, you better be you better. Well, in a two QB league, two QB league, you need to have three QBs regardless. But yep. You know, week 14, the week before the playoffs start, if you're in a push, that's a tough buy. Realistically, if, I, if I'm if i ever on the fence between a hold and a fold player and I notice that they have a week 14 buy, I'm getting to like week seven or week eight. And if they have a high week, I'm selling them high only based on the fact of I cannot have somebody like that on a buy a week before the playoffs start. Yeah, and today specifically, I mean, a little insight into my fantasy football strategy. As I look at my own schedule based on any of those bye weeks that are later in the mm-hmm. year, and I try to sell those guys yep. or sell the players to the guys I know I'm going to be playing. So they have to deal with mm. the bye week that I trade to them. Wow, but it doesn't always scared. work out. But <laughs> yep. sometimes it does. All right, so fold Aaron. Next, uh, Brian Robinson. Ugh, fold. It sucks. I'm going to hold him. Yeah. Fantastic he, schedule. Yeah, he falls into the same category, too, as, as not the handcuff, really, because he's kind of the 1A still as far as running the ball goes. But Antonio Gibson Dillon. has been the guy to hold. Yeah. Well, uh, that, it also yeah. depends on the leagues. Is it Dynasty? If it's redraft, I'm folding him. So, I mean, I think we're all, we're only going to talk like redraft now, of yeah. course. Okay, yeah. Dynasty, he's, he's a young buck. But I'm going to hold him. He faces Philly next week, who just has sucked since... um. Davis, Davis yeah. went down. Houston, and then next week, Atlanta the week after that. So he's not the pass catching back. We know that. But if this team can actually, you know, be even or up in any of these games, Philly, they won't be. But Philly has been, I mean, Damian Pierce has fucking crushed them. I'm not saying yeah. Robinson is Damian Pierce, but if he's getting 13 touches a game, then he could have 100 yards. Who, who the fuck knows? But I will hold him, but it's a very, very short leash. He's still technically a starting running back in the NFL. But it comes down to it's just like it's like the fucking Chiefs too. It's like he's starting too, but are are you you aren't playing him. Yeah. I mean that whole offense is poised to change once Carson Wentz gets back as well. If and that's if cool. if if he I think gets we're looking back. at two weeks away. I don't think he's playing this year. Oh, you don't? No, it's Heineke just won four in a row. Oh yeah, um, he's not playing no. this year. No, I, I agree with the success of Heineke. He's looked, I would say, argue not better, but just as good. Um, I just meant purely from a health standpoint. Like if he gets back and he ends up playing in any capacity, even Heineke goes down, um, the offense shifts. So just something right. to think about. 
Yeah, but I think I think it could be shifting for the better for for Robinson. That was right, more supposed right. to be a point in yep. favor of keeping him. Yeah, but I, I don't cut. think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, I think fine. Gibson's fine, fine. the only one I'm holding there for now. All right, Sam. All right, cut. All Rams <laughs> running backs. Uh, Mahorn, are you going to take this one to start? Uh yeah. Um, given the Matthew Stafford news, um kind of swings things a little bit, but pre-Matthew Stafford news, I'm folding all of them. Um, that's more of a mess than the Patriots running back room right now or the last five seasons before this year because clearly Ramondre Stevenson has taken that over. Um, it's just you can't trust any of them. It's Cam Akers, it's Daryl Henderson, it's, you know. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. When is when – Rivers, is, uh, that was his name. Kyron Williams, when's he coming off? I mean, there's he's supposed get, to be get, this week. So it's yeah. five running backs. It's just a complete disaster. And they did say earlier in the year when Kyron before Kyron Williams got hurt that, like, yeah, they love Cam Akers and they like Daryl Henderson, but they were really, really high on Kyron Williams before he got hurt. So my immediately my immediate thought process is as soon as he's healthy, he's gonna be the guy. Um but you just don't know. So at this point, it's it's too risky to hold any of them, especially like you said, if you're making a playoff push or something like that. Like at this point, if I'm making a playoff push, Daryl Williams is definitely for the, the first to go. I can't hold him anymore. He yield 15 points this week, four, 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 and then 13 points. I just can't have that kind of inconsistency there. Yeah, uh, Daryl Henderson definitely is not somebody I want to hang on to anymore. I've held on to him for a while. I I, I think. The only value in owning Henderson is if you also own like three other ones, like Cam Akers and Kyron <laughs> Williams, and you're waiting to see how it goes. But then you're eating three bench spots. So your with bench depleted so, with horrific running backs. Right. So for <laughs> me, I'd I'd rather just cut bait on all of them. I mean, I would probably, yes, I'd probably stash Kyron Williams just to give him a shot too. Yep. And if you've given Henderson a shot and you've given Malcolm Brown a shot and you've given Cam Akers a shot, just drop Henderson and pick up Kyron Williams and see what happens. Like, I think that's just the safest bet. There's no need to hold all of them. If I could not if you're wrong more. and yeah, Henderson pops. Okay. Shit. Right. You missed out on 10 points, but you weren't going to play him anyways. Right. So we're saying pretty much cut them all. But if Kyron's out there, if you have Akers, Henderson, drop those guys for Kyron. It might not Work out, see how it plays out when he's back. He's the Boom. most promising one Boom. right you, now, though, coming right. out of coming out of what they're what everybody's saying over there. Right. Yep. Yeah. And as of now, the others are not startable. They're, they're Malcolm Brown hasn't they're been started and Malcolm Brown hasn't been startable in like four seasons. It's Two. still great too. <laughs> Two. Sorry. Seems right. like four. A yes. nut a, another backfield is the Ravens. Um Broken out a little more. I think Justice Hill is a very easy cut for me. Yeah. Um, Gus Edwards is on the edge. I would lean. We just dropped him in one league. I would lean to drop Gus Edwards because they're on a bye. He might be back week 11, but we don't freaking know. He's been hurt for so long. Um, don't even, I, I wouldn't even add J.K. Dobbins in here because I don't want to get down that, that road. He's still on IR. Hey, and Drake, you're, you're definitely holding yeah, uh, so that was most of the conversation I wanted to have was Drake versus Edwards, and I think uh, Drake's a, a definite hold. You can you can tolerate him on a bye week, even even if Gus Edwards is going to be healthy on his return in week eleven from the bye. I think Drake still holds value. I think he's shown that he is a good running back in that system. He fits it well, and and, and he's successful. 
Um, Gus Edwards was a much harder hold. And like you said, we cut him in our, one of our leagues. So um, I don't, I don't know. Like we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if he's going to be good. We don't know what his role is when he gets back. So I think he has to be a cut, uh, especially if you're in a position where you're trying to win. Now, none of these conversations apply. If you're nine and zero and you've got CMC and Saquon sitting in your running back spots and Gus Edwards is just a, yeah, keep him on your bench. You're not going to die. But if these are like, you're four and five. You need to win three more games to even have like sniff playoffs in a 14 team league. Like this advice applies. To Can you. we also talk about the only 14 team leagues I've ever heard of is the 14 teams that you are in a league with. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we have two of Can, those. Yes. Dynasty leagues. Yeah. Yes. Let's, be, let's be real here. They're 10 and 12 team leagues. I mean, at this point, if you're playing in an eight team league, like you, these are all of these hold and folds don't even matter because you don't have them on your team. Um, yeah. realistically, <laughs> even in a, a tenor, like I mean, I was gonna say, realistically, in some 10 team leagues, you don't have half of these people on your roster either. But 12 team leagues is where it really gets, you know, yeah. like Scotty in the, the league that we have, um, the dynasty league that we have, it's two running backs, three wide receivers, two it's flexes, three, three running backs, three running backs, two wide receivers, <laughs> or no, three wide receivers, three running backs, two flexes. I mean, those are the leagues that you're talking about, you know. Hold them or fold them, AJ Dillon or Gus Edwards. Mind you, mind you, that's dynasty. But regardless, roster sizes like that, like yep. you yep. know, where you have the space, because you know, a, a ten-team league, dude, your your worst player is what a wide receiver too. Yeah, I think you really like. We start talking about just overall skill position players. Like you want to see three hundred skill position players off your league-wide rosters. If you're yep. under that. You're getting easy league. If you're under that, why don't you invite me? I'll help you expand your league to a real one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we, uh, Mahoney, did you give your take? Uh, on the Ravens? So, yeah. So I think me and so, are cutting Hill, Edwards, we're cutting cut, but it's close. And then keeping Drake. Um, I'm keeping Drake strictly based. So th- th- that's the thing is this Ravens offense is running back plug and play. I mean, Dow's fix up that hammer of yours and go play running back for the Ravens. Cause I think anybody can do it realistically. I'm, down, any, I'm in any single running back that has gone through that offense produces. It doesn't matter who it is. It really doesn't. Mike Latavius Davis. Latavius Murray last year. Huh? Mike Davis. <laughs> Mike, I'm dude, but for real though, like yeah. except for Mike Davis, but <laughs> you know, Latavius Murray last year did fine. Gus Edwards will do fine when he's back. Devontae Freeman last year did fine. Yeah, Devontae Freeman last I mean, dude, every single Tyson person. Williams. Producible. I mean, regardless, it wasn't for a long period of time, but yep. Kenny Drake is just getting it done, and Kenny Drake was on the bench for half the season. Yeah, Vegas cut him, for Christ's sakes, and look at how bad Vegas is. Vegas is so bad, and they cut Kenny Drake, and now Kenny Drake's going out and dropping 17 points a game. Playing running back for the Ravens. Hey, well, he's no Zamir White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's not even fucking t- t- touching the field? <laughs> All right. So that's hold and fold. Our next segment buy low, sell high. Mahoney, take yours. Your, uh, your buy low. My buy, my buy low is uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, it might come as a bit of a surprise for some people. It might not. Um, I believe he's sitting wide. What is it? Wide receiver twenty in PPR, twenty two really? somewhere in that range. 
Um, but regardless, I can tell you right now in my league, he's sitting half PPR wide receiver 21. Yeah, 21 and a half. So right in there. After a week nine bye, um, the last three weeks, you're looking at 24 points, 11 points, 17 points. With the addition of CMC, I see Debo's usage going down ever so slightly, um, only based on the fact if he was the running gun, you can stick him anywhere kind of ordeal. Obviously, he's not going to be in the backfield anymore. So that takes away from, I think Scotty said, what was it, 80 fantasy points last year, roughly, give or take, from running the ball. That was a guess, um, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be up there. Yeah, it's, you know, give or take, but um, that's not going to happen anymore with Debo. He's going to be strictly a receiver. Mind you, I'm not taking anything away from Debo Samuel. However, playing fantasy football in the longest period of time, I have said that it's always better to have a wide receiver two on a good offense than a wide receiver one on a bad offense because now you have CMC to worry about, you have George Kittle to worry about, and Debo Samuel to worry about. So there's only so much defense defenders that can go around. I think they're the defenses are going to overlook Brandon Ayuk at this point because the amount of weapons that they have in that offense, I think he's going to be left op- more open than usual. And Jimmy G is no slouch. He can still play the position, whether or not he was supposed to be benched at the beginning of the season. I just think it's that Brandon Ayuk is going to be the one that capitalizes on CMC coming to town more than any anybody else in that offense. I think that that is the best Brandon Ayuk argument I have heard ever because I'm not a Brandon Ayuk guy and I agree with everything that you just said. So well done. You've won me over Mahoney. Thanks. I, I tried. I, I tried. still won't buy him low, but I liked your argument. I did try. <laughs> I did try and trade him away. However, it was for um, somebody that people would seem to think has a lot more value than Brandon Ayuk. Regardless, uh, he's also, I know it's 10 team league, but he's on my bench. Regardless, I, I'm not helping my point at all, but um, <laughs> my sell high at this point is Raheem Mostert. Um, he's had, since the, uh, since leaving, since Chase Edmonds had, has left Miami, uh, really, for four or five weeks before that, too, it's been Raheem Mostert's job, Raheem Mostert's backfield, uh, and he's produced fairly well, um, coming in as the backup running back in this offense. Um, behind Chase Edmonds to start the year, he's taken the job, and he's taken it very well. Uh, the problem with it is, is Jeff Wilson's in town now, and it will be the second team that Jeff Wilson is running behind Raheem Mostert and – a Shanahan type of offense. And we saw Jeff Wilson go off for, I believe it was 14 points, 50, 50 split week one that Jeff Wilson is in the offense. Mind you, you know, usually week one in a new offense, it doesn't go 50, 50 split. You get them acclimated. It takes some time. Uh, That was not the case. 50, 50 split and Jeff Wilson did fairly well. So I think at this point, Raheem Mostert is just not going to be as serviceable as that running back one that he's been the last four or five weeks before this. Yeah. I can't argue with any of that logic. Jeff Wilson looks frigging great. So nice. Very nice. Um, I'll hop into my buy low real quick. I got Jamar chase as my buy low. This one's a pretty simple argument. He's hurt. He can't play. If you're a top team that can stash him on your bench until he's back. Uh, I would do that now. I've been slinging out trades for all day for Jamar Chase, trying to do exactly that. 
Turns out you can't buy them as low as I thought you could. I tried to send Alan Lazard and Rondell Moore plus Antonio Gibson for Jamar Chase in a league where I had them to spare. Two oh, kid, the old three for one, huh? Two kid who is having some bye week trouble. Remember, four and, is better than one. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Bottom of the league. Like his running backs on bye, doesn't have a wide receiver, and he's got Jamar Chase just sitting there on his bench eating the spot. So I was like, hey, let me, let me help you out. Uh, turns out I got to bump it up a bit, but. If you can buy him low-ish like that, which I don't think is that low, like I've I've gotten worse trade offers than that for sure. Um, but Lazard is coming back. You know, he he missed a few weeks, so his ranking's probably a little bit lower. But he's the only guy getting balls in that offense, and uh, Rondo Moore probably on the come up for now. But in any case, if you can buy him low, he's going to be a guy that you'll stash for a few weeks, and he should be back. They're not putting him on an IR right away, so hopefully that means he'll actually play again and won't Michael Thomas you, but. I think that's a guy that you can you can get some value um, out of, even if you give up more in the short term. His long term appeal is, is is obvious. I mean, when he's on the field and the Bengals' offense is clicking, that's a guy that can win you the league if you grab him for the right price. I mean, we talk about like buy lows, but like this is like just a, just a buy. Like right. you, you you can buy him high because yeah, what he's going to get you when he's back is better than. Every receiver, but three. Right. Well, one kid wanted really me to probably? flip Justin Jefferson straight up for him. I was like, why would I no, do that? No, no, no. That's stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my guy's on the field. Your guy isn't. But like. Plus, when he's on the field, arguably better than the same. Right. I want to take your sell high. Yeah. My sell high is Curtis Samuel. Um, another guy in, in that same league I offered as part of that deal. He is kind of quietly having a pretty damn good year. Um, he, I mean, he doesn't have the huge numbers that he once had when he was with Carolina, but he's wide receiver 13 in standard scoring. So maybe a little bit higher in, in half PPR or full PPR, but there's half PPR. He's still 13, still 13. Okay. Well, either way, he's just barely outside of wide receiver one territory for a guy who really hasn't, I don't know, like burst on the scene, had a monster game. I mean, he's had, he's had a few performances that have stuck out, but He's just a guy that, for me, I don't think is somebody I want to start in my lineup every week, even though his stats are still like kind of good. He's kind of bounced between 15 and like nine points. It might be more of an indictment of the wide receiver landscape, but he's coming off a 15-point game or 15.6 half-point uh, PPR game this past week against Minnesota. He's got Philly this week, so that maybe makes him a little bit of a hard sell. But then he goes against Houston, Atlanta, the Giants, and this is one of the things I was talking about. Then he's got that week 14 bye. So if you're in a league where you're going to be fighting for playoffs in that week 14, I just sell Samuel now for somebody who you know is going to be on the field, but, you know, assuming they stay healthy. So I'd sell him at his max value. He maybe has a couple more good weeks that you miss out on, but then you know you'll have somebody who's set and ready to play in probably your biggest week of the year, week 14. Yep. All right, my buy low is Steelers wide receivers. That's Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Um, mainly because Claypool is out of town, so that's at least six to eight targets a game that's freed up. I think they're kind of trying to spread the targets out too much and making it work when it just makes sense to just have Deontay and Pickens because they're both they're great. They both do way different things. Great for the offense. Their schedule going forward is pretty... I mean, it's it starts off kind of tough. Like, they have the Saints this week, Cincy and Indy, but their playoffs, week 13 on, 
Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, and Vegas. Those are cake matchups for these two wide receivers. And if Pickett or Trubisky, whoever is the starting QB, can fucking figure it the fuck out, it can work. But that's a big if. But I, but you, you you can buy these guys so low. Pickens you can probably pick up now. I mean, DeAndre Johnson's is seventh in the league in targets, and he had his buy. But the yards aren't there. He has no touchdowns on the season. It's going to happen. Pickens and Deontay are the guys to buy very, very cheap now for a big playoff run. And my sell high, we kind of brought this up earlier, Leonard Fournette. I uh, won't talk too much about this, but um, all the beat reporters are saying that Rashad White can take off, take the rollover. Um, he hasn't looked great in the last couple of weeks. He's gotten touchdowns, but he just looks like he's, you know, fat again, slow, can't do anything after he hits the line of scrimmage. Do, do we need to go on or no? I mean, he came into camp fat, so. Yeah, to to think that he did as well as he did in the beginning of the season was surprising for most. I passed on him personally uh, because of that reason. So, yeah, I have him in no leagues. He's no PD Jones. He's no PD Jones. No, no one's PD Jones. No one's fucking PD Jones. So, so high, Lenny Fournette. Uh, fucking Lenny. Yeah, he's he's just a tough guy to hold on to. I think selling him was the right move. Let me get it into. Quit playing games with my emotions. Yeah, <laughs> M- Mahoney, take yours. You're very angry about this. I am very angry about this. Is this is in all caps for everybody who can't see it at home. Strictly based on the fact of this one player might end up losing me my league because I'm 6-3 and three without this player. And that's Jonathan Taylor. I got second pick in the draft. and. Surprisingly, I got Jonathan Taylor at second pick because clearly the person who picked first knew exactly what he was talking about because he went CMC and now I'm kind of mad about it. Um, I was pumped. JT at two. Nice. You know, why would you pass up JT at one after the year he had last year? Well, he's been injured and it's been brutal. And when he is on the field, he's not really producing. He had one good game. Let's say he's average. He has 69 points in six games. Nice. Um, you're averaging 11 and a half, give or take points a game for arguably in what? 97.6% of the leagues, the number one pick. Um, that's just, it's dude, unacceptable. It's just truly unacceptable. Mind you, that entire Colts team is a dumpster fire, but with the year that he had last year, you can't just be the number one pick. It goes back to the CMC situation. You know, when I said came on the podcast a while ago and said, we need to stop taking CMC one because he's injured every year. Well, here we are again, CMC 2.0 with Jonathan Taylor, because CMC's back regaining his role at the top. Mind you have Eckler and Harrison Henry and all that stuff. But regardless, um, it's just tough to see my number one draft pick play six games through 10 weeks and be 10 weeks, nine weeks, nine weeks, nine weeks. weeks. Um, And average 11 points. It's just not. And mind you, one of them was a 27 point week or whatever it was. So realistically. Yeah. Jesus. Besides week one, that's been very, very bad. Very bad. 
it looks like he's going to be another one in the long line or long tradition of uh, number one overall picks. That yep. just bones you. Yep. Like I said, he could lose me my league this year. I'm six and three without him. So if he was the Jonathan Taylor of old, I mean, it wouldn't even be a question. But here we are having this conversation. Oh, yeah. If, he, if you just took last year's year and put it in this year, you're undefeated or, you know, maybe one loss or something like that. Yeah. More than likely. Silly, 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 silly. Maybe you'll have to deal with what my topic is. Uh, some trade deadline offers. Maybe you're shopping them. Maybe people are trying to grab them from you for nothing. I just wanted to get out there and just say to the world, let's the world try to or keep, one, uh, one person specifically. Yeah. Uh, most this is targeted at Mango. You piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. You know what? I'm just gonna read this <laughs> offer out, and I'll let the entire world decide for themselves. Just don't be this guy who's like, oh, dude. I'm offering you like it's eight pieces for one guy. So it's automatically a great deal. I'll just read to you the, the exchange we had Nick man, What would you want for Murray? Come to me with a deal. Let's get this thing done. I said, you and me are in six leagues together. What fucking league are you talking about in red dogs redraft, a two QB league? He goes, yes, let's make it happen. Stafford, Matt Stafford, Jerry, Judy, Isaiah McKenzie and Hayden Hurst revamp your whole team. I go, oh, sick, dude. Your whole bench for the QB six on the year makes sense if you don't think about it at all. And then he continued to argue with me for the better part of an hour about how that's a great deal because <laughs> I get four guys. Well, I'm just sitting there trying to work. And I'm like, dude, I don't need a QB 22 in Matt Stafford. Jerry Judy on one of the worst offenses in the league who's barely clinging to wide receiver three status. Isaiah McKenzie, who's a wide receiver, 57. Dropable. And who did I say? Hayden Hurst. Yes, dropable. thank you. Isaiah McKenzie, dropable. Both dropable. And Hayden Hurst, while I have TJ Hawkinson and would never play him. I think I'd much rather keep uh, Kyler Murray, despite the fact that Call of Duty is coming out. I think I'll run the risk and uh, hold on to a QB6 in the 2QB league. That's like, a tough sell with Call of Duty coming out, though, you know? So just don't out, be though. that guy. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Go give real value. I know I said earlier, I tried to grab Jamar Chase, a guy on somebody's bench or, uh, you know, on their IR spot, whatever you want to call it. He can't play for Alan Lazard, Rondell Moore, and Antonio Gibson. Not a great trade either. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll admit to that. But let's talk about real value. These guys are on the field. Isaiah McKenzie, Matt Stafford. Come on, man. I need Stephen, Stephen A. Smith to hit me with a come on. I was right there. Yeah. Can you insert that, Scott? <laughs> Do it in post. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> my um stop playing with my emotions keenan allen on it's been since week one he's been on our benches my a lot of my benches for a long time and every week it's he's gonna be back he's been back it's week 10 he hasn't played all season since week one doug baldwin situation aj green situation michael thomas situation we see it every year, and it sucks because I think at least uh, people at top shelf fucking love this guy. Like at least M- M- MT is like, oh, he's he's a diva. He's gonna miss a season. Fuck him. Keenan Allen, love the dude. Dallas, you even said he's one of the most consistently healthy wide receiver for the last three to four years. I and honestly think <laughs> this is my fault because. I talked so much in the offseason about how he was wide receiver 10 year after year after year, and he's so consistent and good and blah, blah, blah. Since he burst flies under the radar. Ago. 
flies yeah. under the radar. I nicknamed him Mr. Security Blanket in my yep. sleeper league. And I, you know, here we are. Just, I can't, I can't believe so, it. So now hearing all this, right? If you're four and five or four and four, whatever it is, we're, you know, week nine. If you're in a playoff push, hold them or fold them. See, the problem is, and this is how these guys like AJ Green and Michael Thomas and yada yada all lay down line stay on your team. When they're on the field, they're so good. So you want to hold them. You're like, well, if I'm making a playoff push, I'm going to need them. The week comes back, I need them. Wide receivers. I would never fold Keenan Allen, but you're at the point where you should trade him. You should be dangling him. Who's going to take him? You would take him right now? The top, the the first team in the league, unfortunately. The first team. And you know when you're going to face him? In the in the championship, and he's going to murder you. He's going to score sixty. <laughs> yeah. But that that team he, in your league that's seven and yeah. two right now, you can trade to him, and they can afford that spot on their bench, and they will. Yeah, well, I should try and push for a trade for Keenan. The Hill problem is they're going to give you back Greg Dorch. <laughs> so you're essentially selling oh, low. I miss that guy. It's, it's, yeah. it's been years for Dorch. Yeah, maybe Mango will give you Isaiah McKenzie for him. Ooh, nice. He would. I would hold on. I want to check. I bet you, even through one game, he's probably right around wide receiver 57. That's probably close. He did have one Ooh. touchdown. First touchdown of the Ooh. year. Nope. Horrible take by me. Wide receiver 133. Oh my God. It's even worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Oh, that's bad. That's right, pretty well, bad. Can't win them all. Can't have all no, your takes. Hit. No. All right. You're right. So... You can't, Joe Mixon, sit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I had a good start sit week, other than the fact that I missed <laughs> so badly on Joe Mixon that Scott had to give me an extra six misses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have to, man. Every ten points is a miss. <laughs> All right, uh, Dallas, want to take us out? Yeah. Um, hey, thanks, guys. As always, the shelfies. You're the life and blood of this. We love doing it for you. We love you guys listening. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Again, follow us on, uh, or not, not us, but check out Jock Market and use our promo code. Code is TSF, Tango, Sierra, Foxtrot. You get 100% deposit match up to $100. Play it. It's not very hard if you read the instruction manuals and all this stuff going on on their site. And then you go ahead and ask us some questions on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You'll get it and you will make money. I don't. I mean, I don't think I can promise you that legally because it's like against the gambling regulations of the world. But like, it's not that hard if you just pay attention during the game and buy and sell people as they do well. So please check that out. Use our code. Let us know what you think about it. And uh, yeah, for me, Mahoney and Scotty, stay fluid. Stay. Fluid. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay
Thank you.